Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to the Total Car Score Podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, Carl, it's nice to see you in your uh, hometown. Sort yeah. of, right? Yeah, it was only about a 45-minute drive, which anything in L.A. that you can drive to in 45 minutes these days is amazing. <laughs> so, so that was like two miles? <laughs> it was like three, yeah. Yeah. And here at the Thunder Studios in, this is Long Beach? Yep. Uh, L.A. County still? Yep. And we're here with Mike Tripp yeah, from thanks, Toyota. Thanks, Javier. Yeah, Mike Tripp here with uh, Vehicle Marketing and Communications. Excited to be in Long Beach. I lived in L.A. multiple times. My wife's from across the bridge. I can't believe uh, Carl can drive 45 minutes from here. It's got to be no more than a mile or two. <laughs> exactly. What's the joke it's, about it's, the 405? Uh, what? That you don't move? You can go either four or five miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, four, four or five. <laughs> Largest parking lot in the world. I was, exactly. I was, I'm actually from Mission Viejo, so, but so, I was able to beat the traffic up here. So, it took so anyway, we're... We're here for something that is completely opposite to that because it's really fast, right? Yes, like, yes, tell amen, us about amen. it. Yeah, we're here for the uh, global reveal of the all-new GR Corolla, our hot hatch uh, that we're bringing to the United States. So we're excited to be here. It's, it's a vehicle that's very much built from our roots in motorsports, uh, not only with the powertrain, a 1.6-liter, 300-horsepower, 273 foot-pounds of torque. What did you say? 1.5? Yeah. I, I said we're <laughs> stuck on the 405, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, amazing what our chief engineer has been able to do. It's a it's a three cylinder, one point six liter motor that, with turbo and direct ignition, uh, you know, we're we're able to get three hundred horsepower out of. So a real testament to the engineering capabilities. And the beauty in that motor is it's small and it's compact, but it's super powerful. And when you think of rally, having that motor in the front of your vehicle that's small, compact, but powerful is critical. And then we're pushing the power to all four wheels with our GR4 system, which, again, is rally-bred. It's the same system we use to rally race in Europe. So uh, incredible package on a hot hatch. Yeah, and um, 273 pound-feet of peak torque, and that's available between three and 5,000 RPM. You're not spinning that engine to infinity to get that kind of power. No, it's, it's, you're right. It's, it's low, and it keeps that flat to uh, torque curve, which is critical. And then when you're pushing all four wheels and you add the limited slip differential that's available for the front and the, and the back, or is standard on this circuit special edition that we're launching with next year, uh, it's an impre impressive package. And then, again, that GR4 system allows you to determine how you want to split that power front to rear. You can, you can every day drive it with 60% in the front, 40% in the back. You can track it at 50-50, or you can get crazy on the winding roads with 70% of the power to the back and 30% to the front. So it's a super impressive system. 
Uh, I have been seen, I, I was talking to Carl before we started recording, I have been seen on social media, a lot of people asking, oh, we want the Jarris here in the U.S., like the one that is selling in Europe, and like what? But this is much better than that, so uh, why did Toyota decide to do this one here? Yeah, if you look at this market, we, you know, historically the Corolla has done exceptionally well in this market. It's a vehicle. I lived in Europe, as you know, Javier, yeah. for a couple of years, and the Yaris, that package and that size vehicle does well in Europe, but we need something a little bit bigger. However, if you look at that 1.6 that we're running in the Yaris, it's the same motor. It didn't quite have the output we wanted, which is why the team went back to work. And the reason they were able to do that is they made some slight modifications to the piston. But the real reason that they got there is by adding a triple exhaust, right, a third exhaust that at a certain RPM opens up a valve so they can get rid of the back pressure. And that was the magic to get to the performance. So for us, the Corolla is the right vehicle for the U.S. if you're going to have a hot hatch. Listen, I lived in Europe. The Yaris is not the vehicle for this market. The Corolla is. And if you look at history, the Corolla is one of the first vehicles we rallied with back, you know, in the 90s. So um, there's a lot of history for us with Corolla and rally, and that's what's inspired this vehicle. You know, it's it's a crazy competitive segment, too, right? I mean, that that segment is full of very impressive, iconic cars with a history. And when I first started reading the pedigree on this GR Corolla, I was like, wow, this thing's entering a real brutal field, but it's fully equipped. It is, it has got all the right things. If you were going to make check boxes on all the things you have to have to compete in that segment, whether it's high horsepower, uh, all wheel drive, manual transmission, uh, you know, uh, really capable suspension, aggressive brakes. I was like, these guys are, are coming to the party, uh, pretty well equipped to do battle with all the guys that are out there already. Yeah, we, th- we think so, Carl. I mean, it's interesting when you look at that segment the last two years. It's gone from 70,000 units to 40, and Subaru's announced WRX STI is going to drop out, right? So the reality is, and I love all the vehicles in that segment because if you're in that segment, you're passionate about the visceral feeling of driving. And in this day and age, we make a lot of great vehicles. I love our trucks, our SUVs. I love our hybrids and our new EV. But the reality is to have an internal combustion engine that's all about the pure pleasure of driving any vehicle, any brand that's in that segment, you know that's what they stand for. And that's what GR is all about. I mean, it's the brand for us is rooted in motorsports. It's driven by Akio Toyota himself, as Marizo, who says, I will expand the passion and the idea of passionate and exciting driving across this company and where we can, we'll build the market. And uh, we haven't mentioned it, I don't think, but it's only manual transmission. So yeah, like yeah. Really yeah, did I get you on the announcement? Of like, it's really a driver's car. Yeah, six-speed. Six-speed manual transmission. It's a great tranny. It's, it's going to do exceptional for us. And, yeah, I, I, apologies if you don't know how to drive a manual. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that we're giving you an excuse to go learn how to drive a manual. Listen, I have a 16-year-old daughter at home, and I'm trying to convince my wife that in order to you know, get her to drive stick, i got to bring this car home. <laughs> <laughs> You I have, like you have teenagers. Oh, well, I maybe do. not teenagers I anymore. Have, right? I have new drivers in my house, and I'm teaching uh, my daughter to drive a manual transmission. And she gave it a try for the first time in a cup, just a, like a month or two ago on an old BMW 325ci I have, 2001. And she loved it. She, she thought it was so cool and wants to do it again. So, uh, you know. All right, was, that's uh, one order right there, Javier. One order, <laughs> yeah, Carl. That's okay. Carl. One order, I got you. Right. <laughs> T- talking about that. We know that the market is uh, crazy with all the shortages and like the microchips and all everything. So can you talk now about availability of this car? Because I'm sure whenever you 
open orders, but I don't know how you're going to sell it. It's going to go fast, especially that uh, circuit edition. Yeah, the circuit edition is special, and the car, you know, again, the, the you know the core grade is, is is a fantastic vehicle. So, you know, as I shared today, our plan is to launch this vehicle in the fall out of Motomachi. Motomachi is a very special plant. We have a GR factory within factory at Motomachi, and right now. Everything that we can control says that we'll launch it in the fall. And just to give you some numbers, I didn't share them tonight, but I'll give them to you. You know, we believe that the market for that vehicle in there, both of those vehicles combined on any full year, is just under 8,000 units. We want to have one too few. The first model year, because it'll be abbreviated year, will be about 6,000 units. And for the, you know, for the limited edition or special editions, Right. We'll be careful to make sure that we keep it even smaller, have a minimum of one per dealer. But we think that the market can, um, you know, somewhere around 8,000 on a full year and 6,000 the first year we launch those vehicles. I think that's realistic. And, and like you said, the market is contracting, but it also hasn't seen a fresh face like this for a while. Right, Mike? So I think I think that's going to drive a lot of interest in this vehicle. And it does have all the pedigree to make people in this segment get excited. Yeah, if you take a look at the hot hatch market, what's interesting to me is there's two components. There's what I would call the sport aspect, 250 horsepower and below, probably front-wheel drive with the exception of Subaru. And then you look at what I I think I would call a track-ready, smaller segment within the hot hatch. And, again, that's where, you know, the Civic R, that's where the Golf R, that's where the WRX STI have been. And if you you break those up, that upper segment, that track-ready segment's actually been flat. Most of the decline has been in what I would call that sports segment which is again 250 horsepower and less and you said this earlier when you look at that track ready segment and you say what do i need to be there i need a manual gearbox i need 300 horse i need all-wheel drive i would argue that we have the vehicle if you're going to be in that segment yeah uh we haven't mentioned uh, the hyundai n-line products but there are always all already like 25 horsepower less than this one so like out of the box you're already yeah, and, and, and listen, the lot, that, that end product, they do well. I mean, again, as I said, listen, I have mad respect for anybody who's in that segment because it means you care about driving. Yeah. And so there's there's good vehicles. And, you know, just like we did with Sienna, right? If you look at the Sienna, yeah. if you look at the minivan segment, that was going south quick. Sienna has managed to bring some life back into that segment, and it's growing again. And we believe GR Corolla will do the same thing to Hot Hatch and let the rest of the vehicles in there continue to keep up with us. I'm okay yeah. with it. No, it's true, and, uh, you know, you look at something like the Veloster N, which came out of nowhere, right? Another another company and another model with not a lot of history, certainly no re- no recent history on, on that area, and all of a sudden, that that's one of the big cars. Anyone in the know was like, that's a hot car. I see preview of company attractions. I see the, G, the GR Corolla doing the same thing. It's going to arrive on the scene, and all of a sudden... The, the, there's going to be a whole lot of people already in the segment or people who are thinking about the segment that are going to get pulled in. It's like, okay, this is the new player here now. And the assembly of everything it comes to, brings together is something I'm interested in. So, like you mentioned, the end products, and it's uh, Albert Bierman who came from BMW M and all that, and it's people always behind. And this, in this case, is exactly the same. Akira Toyota, what a discount, right? It's him behind the whole project. Yeah, listen, Akio is a passionate enthusiast about the joy of driving, unapologetically. Yeah. And if you look at how he spends his spare time, it's 
crafting his skills as a Does driver. He have spare time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a master <laughs> driver. I mean, you heard Sakamoto-san, our chief engineer, say, I mean, listen, we delayed this vehicle a year. We, we thought we were going to bring it out a year ago, but it wasn't ready. It didn't have the performance. It didn't have the handling. It didn't have everything that Akio wanted in order for it to be the vehicle that's on stage here today. So he's involved. He holds all of us at GR to a very high standard. And because he's passionate about, again, the joy of driving, it allows us to put the resources behind a vehicle like this when there's a lot of people not only getting out of this, a lot of other you know, companies moving away from these segments, but also getting away from passenger cars altogether. And so that's what yeah. it's it's great when you work for a company and, and a man who's that passionate about the visceral experience of driving. So this is the third model from the GR family, right? Yes. Supra, the 86, well, GR86, that's the official name, right? And this one. Yeah. So obviously Toyota sees a, a good opportunity in this market this, because, again, like what Carl said before, the, the segment it's significant but it's small yeah. so Toyota has a good advantage because of your racing history yeah I mean we've been racing 60 years if you go back and look at the first time we raced actually it was in Australia in a oh. rally in a, in a, uh, a Toyopet so since 1957 and so not only do we have a rich history in, in racing in, in WEC and here in the United States NASCAR you know truck and car and you look at now funny car and you look at what we're here for for formula d so but what's interesting is our racing route started in 1957 in rally and so the idea that the experience that rally gives you and racing gives you we can bring that to production vehicles and of all the things i shared when we did the reveal tonight I don't want it to be lost on anyone that I think the most important thing that I shared isn't about the vehicle. It's the fact that ever since we've been bringing GR products into the United States, as you know, we offer a one-year membership to the National Auto Sports Association and one high-performance driving day. 75% of our customers that have bought a GR, 75%, it's the first time those customers have been on a track. And I believe the familiarity with these type of vehicles because the gaming is very high, but the opportunity is low because there's not as many vehicles in the segment. So for us, I think the fact that not only is it motorsports bred and developed, brought to the market, but it's also providing an opportunity to bring enthusiasts that have never experienced a track into motorsports. That's interesting, <clears throat> but you're right. It's, it's not easy to make a car like this, but making a car like this is really only one big step. Another big step is the post-purchase support, like you're talking about. And you look at almost any successful performance division of a car company in today's world, and they have some kind of built-in thing. You know, uh, Dodge has the Bob Bondurant school that they do. You know, BMW has their schools and stuff. Porsche has their experience centers. So I think it's very smart to include that post-purchase support, like you're talking about. And then, as I mentioned today. Again, I'll talk more about this. We'll talk more about this in the summer, but we're currently working on a single make series as well that we think uh, GR86, we're getting the vehicle ready now. We haven't finalized all the details, but stay tuned in the summer, probably around HQ Confidential, we'll have the opportunity to announce more details about the GR single make series in the U.S. So beyond the high-performance driving school and what we do in NASA, we'll be able to bring the vehicle on the track in a way that we think is also super special. So more to follow on that when we get to the summer, but we're working on it so we can announce it. So I've been saying this for, uh, I guess, a year, a year and a half now. We're in a very interesting time of the industry because I think we're seeing, like, the best of the ICE cars. I mean, this is, this is an example of that. 
And we're also seeing the electrification era, so we just drive the, let me get it right, BC4X. Yeah, BC4X, <laughs> that's our baby. Car. So, I mean, you're making the best of both worlds at the time. So it's like, I mean, I hope that this time we could extend <laughs> much longer. I don't know how, how long you think it's going to last. This, yeah, you know, this Javier, period, this transition. I, I worked for a guy in our industry a long time ago that used to say, these are the good old days, right? I mean, <laughs> when was that? Yeah, this was, yeah, <laughs> these are the good old days. Yeah. But, but listen, it's an interesting point. And, and I'm often asked questions, as you can appreciate, about this or that. Yeah. But I don't believe with our company, we look at things as a zero-sum game. Who's to say you can't have an incredible performing internal combustion engine vehicle like we're looking at here and two days ago when you're down looking at the BZ4X, a great EV that we're bringing to the market. And I feel super blessed that we work for a company that has the resources and the leadership and the fortitude to say, we don't want any of our guests to compromise. If you want to have an EV, we'll have it for you. If you want to have a three-cylinder that pushes out 300 horsepower, we'll have it for you. And as the market continues to shift, we want to be there. I mean, if you look at what we're doing with this platform in Japan, we're putting hydrogen and alternative fuels in this platform now so the opportunity to have a high performing sports car like we have on stage tonight that's burning something besides gas or that's closer to zeb than it is what we have today um, we're working on those things and you know we've been putting batteries and electric motors and vehicles longer than everybody so you know we know how to do that as well but to me it's not either or it's not a zero-sum game it's what do you as a customer want and demand of us and we should do it yeah i've been saying for years people are like well which which powertrain is it hydrogen is it is it diesel is it electricity and i always try to tell people it's like it isn't a silver bullet Think of a bunch of bronze bullets, okay? And add it all together, you get your silver bullet. But you don't have a silver bullet. Because if I'm commuting five miles in a city, and, 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 you know, for one person, and another person is, you know, going on road trips across the country on a regular basis and is retired and doesn't have any kind of work schedule to keep, those people shouldn't be forced to buy the same car, okay? Because those are two very different use cases. And the right company will be answering both of their needs. Yeah, and yeah. again, like, the, we're like, we'll live in this moment yeah, where yeah. everything is like both sides are like great options so thank you again for your time uh, I, I really I, always appreciate the opportunity to chat with you no, it's a, it's when it's I see it. you coming to our events it, it makes <laughs> me you. smile so thank, thank you. you thank you yeah, and uh, Carl I think the next thing is for you to fight the traffic <laughs> no. No, it's, 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 no in LA when you get past a certain point in time now you're not fighting the traffic you're fighting the construction because oh. LA doesn't want the freeways to ever work so so either or right so once you're past the busy use time then they start closing lanes down to work on them and then you get screwed by the construction he's going to ask me to borrow a car I can tell already hey how about Mike how about one of those GR Corollas not tonight Carl not tonight but soon hopefully and on a racetrack yeah, right? amen amen soon, soon. soon. thank you thank you, thank you Thank you, Carl. Yeah, thank you for having Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.